It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you D-heads, welcome back and happy Easter. That's right, it is Easter weekend, and you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, for show number 71, for the week of April 17th, 2014, we have all kinds of fun. Because not only are we celebrating Easter, we are taking a trip through the wonderful world of Disney, your Saturday morning television memories, and more, because we have none other than Leanna Creel stopping in here at the show. That's right, Leanna Creel, who you may know from the Parent Trap Part 3, the Parent Trap 4 Hawaiian Honeymoon, as well as Tori Scott from the infamous Saved by the Bell is going to be stopping in here at the show. And Leanna's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, what it was like coming into the cast and being part of the iconic television show Saved by the Bell, as well as being part of the wonderful world of Disney, the classic lost gems of the Parent Trap 3 and the Parent Trap 4. What is she doing now, producing, directing, and more. And we have all kinds of fun as Leanna Creel is going to be stopping in and sharing all those memories with you as we reminisce a bit and take a walk down memory lane. In addition, we have the D-Team back. That's right, it is Easter. Everybody is out waiting for Peter Cottontail. We have the D-Team back. We have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, as she's going to give you a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Leanna Creel. We also have Caitlin back, as she's going to give you WDW in 2 with the latest rundown for what's going on at the Walt Disney World Resorts this week. We also have Jason, as he's going to tap into his large archive and hit up another one in the vault so you can add another DVD and Blu-ray to your collection. We also have tons of news hot off the D-Wire, and many of the D-Team is going to be stopping in throughout the show with their Easter memories. Like I said, it is Easter weekend. We're ready for Peter Cottontail to arrive. Everybody's going to be out hunting for Easter eggs, eating chocolates, my favorite Cadbury eggs, and many other goodies. So let's just kick off show number 71 for the week of April 17th, 2014. In what better way than by welcoming Peter Cottontail? Be right back, all you D-heads. All about it. Hey, the sun's about to come up, and that means just one thing for sure. The Easter Bunny is coming to town today. Here's hoping... He's hippity-hopping your way So straighten your bonnets and shine up all your shoes And hurry, there's no time to lose The Easter Bunny is coming to town today He's riding an engine instead of a sleigh don't blink for even a second or he'll be gone He puffs in at quarter to dawn He'll be filling Easter baskets He'll be rolling eggs like mad Green in everything that's winter clad The Easter Bunny is coming to town today Here's hoping He's hippity-hopping your way 
So get your brushes and paints, give him a hand. It's Eastern throughout all the land. And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that view of the picturesque Disney Yacht and Beach Club Resort. And we are back at the Walt Disney World Happy Easter Parade. And happy is right because nothing is going to get in the way of the neat stuff that's coming up, Joan. That's for sure. Let us check up though right now on the Easter Bunny's favorite carrot top. That would be Dady Ross. Hey, how's it going, Joan and Reach? I'm having a great time down here. You guys having fun too? Good. See, we're on Main Street looking for the best place to watch the parade. What's your name, sir? Tom Miller. And where are you from? We're East New Jersey. What do you think of the parade? Great. Awesome. This little guy right here, what's your name? Ryan Miller. Ryan, what have you seen so far at the parade? Horses and little mermaids. Really? Can I have an Easter hug, buddy? Does this guy look cool or what? Let's keep going. Come on down here. How are you, everybody? Uh, let's see. What's your name? Hey. And what's your name? Ryan. Ryan, what do you think of the parade so far? Good. Just good? Yeah. I mean, this view's not bad, right? You're front row. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I like you guys. I mean, you got nice hats on. Look at that hat. That's beautiful. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these guys for the best seat in the house. Better than Regis and better than Joan's seat. What do you think? Okay. All right, guys. Grab my hand. Grab your parents' hand, your grandparents' hand. We are going to the best seat in the house. Back to you, Joan and Regis. Let's go. Peaceful. Oh, hello, Tigger. Don't you mean Happy Easter? And if that is what you mean, you know what that means. We get to go hunt Easter eggs. With my special pink Easter basket. And my lovely Easter honeypot. Wouldn't be Easter without my super stripedy Easter egg. Or my fluffy bunny ears. Well, what are we waiting for? Stop your talking and start your walking. <laughs> We're hunting eggs today. We're hunting eggs today. And I can hardly wait for what we'll find there. We're hunting eggs today. We're hunting eggs today. The Easter Bunny's left a lot behind there. Red one, blue one, yellow, pink, and green. Purple polka dotted ones. Even tangerine. The stripity stripity one I bet you've never seen. We're hunting eggs today. We're hunting eggs today. And that's our favorite way. That's our favorite way to spend a flippity, floppity, hippity, hoppity, happy. Spring cleaning day. Oh, it's spring cleaning day, everyone. <laughs> well, that wasn't quite what I had in mind. And now, a Disney On Demand memory. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I wanted to share an Easter memory with you. It's really hard to pinpoint just one Easter from my childhood. Every year, we color Easter eggs, and on Easter morning, my parents would hide them, and we'd go out in search of them. It was always a big competition between me and my brother. Every Easter morning, we always had a basket full of candy. And let me tell you, when you're a kid, that's a lot of candy. And of course, who can forget the smells from the kitchen, especially of the ham cooking in the oven. I'm happy to say that I have continued the tradition of my youth now with my son. We usually dye eggs the night before Easter. By the time we're done, everyone has multiple colored hands. And let me tell you, this boy lives to hunt Easter eggs. We usually have to hide them multiple times. 
We have ham and all the trimmings every year, and don't forget the Easter candy. But my favorite tradition, every year I make a bunny cake. My mom always did one every year, and I have continued the tradition. I never miss a year. I'll make sure and post a picture on Facebook for all you D-heads to see. I hope everyone has a great Easter, and that you enjoy the time with your families. Happy Easter, D-heads. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoy the official kickoff of our Easter show here at Disney On Demand here this week. Yes, show number 71 for the week of April 17th, 2014, and we have all kinds of Easter fun here this week. All throughout the show, we're going to have the D-team stopping in with Easter memories. We're going to have all kinds of little nuggets and tidbits from a variety of different things from Disney and all of their Easter fun. In addition, we are gearing up for Leanna Creel to be stopping in. That's right, from the Parent Trap 3, the Parent Trap 4, Hawaiian Honeymoon, as well as Tori Scott. From Saved by the Bell, we have Leanna Creel stopping in later here at the show. So get ready for all kinds of Easter fun because we have tons of things lined up here for show number 71, all of you D-heads. So before I jump into news hot off the D-wire, and there is a ton of it, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, all 71 of our past shows, the latest news blogs, social media, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always get the latest shows right there on your device. Just subscribe through Stitcher Radio or iTunes. So with all of that said, all VD heads, let's jump into news hot off the D-Wire. And how about Disney's Hollywood Studios celebrating its 20th anniversary with all kinds of commemorative merchandise arriving in the parks. That's right, MGM Studios, as I will always remember it. On May 1st, it marks the 25th anniversary of Disney's Hollywood Studios. And a new line of commemorative merchandise is coming to the parks for the celebration. That is right, all kinds of new merchandise, and you can't get enough anniversary merchandise when it comes to these parks. And they have a variety of different things, from polo shirts, t-shirts, and more, including many Duffy the Bear items, and more, including baseball caps, shorts, and more. Now, no anniversary celebration would be complete without our favorite pins. Yes, for all of you that love trading your Disney pins and having fun, the 25th anniversary collection is going to include a gigantic I Was There pin. There's also going to be pass holder pins, so if you are an annual pass holder, they're going to have that, as well as a starter set, all to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Hollywood Studios. Now, there's also going to be a mystery pin and many other items. There's going to be a lot of great things on the horizon. Now, the 20th anniversary logo was designed by the Disney Design Group, and it was inspired by the archway near the Disney Junior Live stage attraction. Now, there's going to be a variety of different things, and this merchandise is going to become available on May 1st. Now, there's going to be a temporary merchandise shop located between the Studio Backlot Tour and Toy Story Midway Mania as well, just for 25th anniversary merchandise. So definitely get on the ball, jump on it, and uh, have a blast with it. 
Now, moving right along, since we are talking about anniversaries and all great things, Disney, here's one that I'm not going to elaborate too much for, but I do give you the rundown every single week. How about Disney Channel celebrating number one total day network for the 148th straight week in tweens? That's right. If you have a tween or you are a tween, yes, Disney Channel has now been the number one total day network for 148 straight weeks. Now that is a feat. Congratulations to Disney Channel on that. Now, moving right along, let's get from the small screen into the big screen. And how about Disney offering $1 million to anyone with a million-dollar arm? That's right. If you want to win $1 million, it's simple. All you have to do is throw a baseball over 100 miles per hour. That's right. It'll be the easiest million you will ever make. Now, according to a press release from Disney, the studio is giving amateur baseball pitchers a chance to compete for $1 million as a prize for the Million Dollar Arm Pitching Contest. Now, the Million Dollar Arm Pitching Contest is being held to celebrate Disney's opening of the Million Dollar Arm, a true story about two young men who went from never throwing a baseball to getting a major league tryout. Now, the contest is simple. After a series of qualifying rounds, the top three eligible pitchers with the fastest pitches from each qualifying round location will be flown with his or her guest at the final contest, which is going to take place at the world premiere of Disney's Million Dollar Arm in Hollywood, California on May 6th. Now, each of the finalists will throw three pitches on Hollywood Boulevard. Any eligible finalist who throws a 100-mile-per-hour strike out of the three pitches will become a potential winner of the $1 million grand prize. Now, there are official rules and regulations and things like that. I'm not going to go over all that here. That would just be a list of mumbo-jumbo. But throwing a 100-mile-per-hour fastball is hard, if not impossible. Now, Cincinnati Reds left-hander pitcher Chapman threw the fastest pitch on record in the Major League game at 105 miles per hour. The best Major League pitches average roughly about 96 miles per hour with their fastballs. So now if you want to get ahead, you want to, you know, just get out there and give your chance of getting a million dollars, this is the way to do it. Now, the Million Dollar Arm is opening May 16th at theaters nationwide, and Disney's chairman, Alan Horn, says that it is the highest testing movie that he has ever tested at Disney or Warner Brothers. Well, if you are ready, now is the time to start practicing and see if you can win a million dollars. Now, since we are talking about millions, let's talk about a little bit higher of a number and how about 600 million that's right tokyo disney parks have now claimed their 600 millionth visitor yes disney theme parks in the tokyo area including tokyo disneyland and the tokyo disney sea have now recorded their 600 millionth visitor last weekend according to park officials now the lucky visitor yumi saki and her family walked through the park gates on saturday morning 30 years and 363 days later since the park first opened with Tokyo Disneyland. It opened on April 15, 1983. Now, Saki was congratulated on the park stage by Mickey Mouse and other Disney characters and presented with a three-year special pass. Now, it took Disneyland eight years and 45 days to record its 100 millionth visitor, but only three years and 228 days to go from 500 to 6 million or 4.7 visits for every one of Japan's 127 million people. Now, continuing on, let's get into the uh, company side of things, and how about Disney executive Lori McPherson to leave the company during the restructuring of the studio's home video division? That's right, Lori McPherson, a 23-year-old vet of the Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment, is now leaving the company as executive VP of Global Product Management at the end of the month. Now, McPherson was instrumental in helping grow Disney's Blu-ray business, digital copy, and loyalty programs. 
Her role at the company was expanded in 2010 to include managing physical and digital Disney, Pixar, Marvel, DreamWorks, ABC, ABC Family, and Disney Channel properties, along with developing new business opportunities. Now, her departure comes as Disney is in the middle of restructuring not only its home video operations, but also the rest of the company's divisions as part of a cost-cutting move. Now, McPherson is the latest senior home video exec to leave the studio after Mike Saska opted to retire from Warner Home Entertainment as executive BP and general manager of theatrical new releases after nearly 20 years. Now, he opted not to stay with the company earlier this week as well. Now, he had overseen the domestic release campaigns of more than 700 titles since 1995. Now, news of McPherson and Saka's departures were first reported by The Wrap. Now, as digital and international sales start to play a larger role in the driving bottom line for Hollywood, studios are looking to bring in new blood, especially execs with overseas experience, to run their video groups. Now, this last December, Sony ousted some of its home entertainment division with David Bishop. Now, there are a lot of things getting shooken up here and a lot of people leaving, but Laurie McPherson, a 23-year vet of Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment, is the latest casualty in cost-cutting in the studio. Now, moving away from things, from losing your jobs, how about something that's a little more on the happy side? And how about a Zurich boy to celebrate his birthday at Walt Disney World thanks to Make-A-Wish? Yes, I say it on here all the time. I love the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And Make-A-Wish Southwestern Ontario will join the world on World Wish Day, the global celebration of wish granting on April 29th by fulfilling 8-year-old Brandon's wish to go to the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida from April 10th to the 17th. That's right. Now, Brandon, a resident of Zurich, is living with a acute lymphoblastic leukemia diagnosed at the age of four Brandon and his family has faced many challenges. During the treatment, in addition to side effects that come along with chemo, Brandon developed extreme muscle and joint pain and also had dramatic impact on his physical mobility. He wasn't able to walk for more than five minutes and it was just too painful, according to his mother. But planning for a Make-A-Wish trip kept his spirits high for Brandon and his family. As they have put it, this is when the magic of a wish has incredible power. It gives a child something to dream about when they are dealing with pain on a daily basis. Just planning for a wish is enough to mentally transport the child confined to a hospital bed to a place of pure joy, says his mother. Now today, Brandon is involved in the community and activities and trying to make many wishes come true and helping other kids with the disease. As they have said, this is an opportunity that is going to be fun. Make-A-Wish is making this happen, and it is something that's going to give him hope and inspiration and help him smile. You know, I love situations like this where you can make a wish come true, and it is something that it's going to be magical, and it's something that really is going to mean a lot to him and his family. Now, staying with the parks, how about Epcot? And for an extra $35, you can stay inside Disney after the park closes and with a drink. That's right, for an extra $35, Disney World guests get to snack on cultural fare and toss back a shot of tequila inside of Epcot after the park has officially closed. The Walt Disney World in Orlando just introduced a new program called After Hours Wind Down at its Epcot theme park. Now, admission to what's being billed as exclusive After Hours Lounge experience will cost $35 plus tax and tip on top of your regular park admission, which this year is now $99 a day. Now, what does the $35 get you? Well, the extra $35 grants guests a single beverage and selection of snacks in a choice of four restaurant lounges, each in a different country-themed Epcot location. You also have La Cava Tequila in Mexico, Spice Road Table in Morocco, Tuto Gusto Wine Cellar in Italy, and the Rose and Crown Pub in the UK. 
Now while the $35 may seem like a lot for a drink and some appetizers, the real draw here seems to be the after hours exclusivity. The late night lounge sessions begin after the evening's fireworks show has ended and guests can stay as late as 11 p.m. Now the masses meanwhile must leave by 9 p.m. which is usually the time Epcot closes its gates. Now the new program is available through September 15th with reservations available upon 180 days in advance. And it's the latest example of Disney's relentless strategy of ways to help keep you in the parks and add a little bit more money for hard tickets and after hour things. Now on many of the Disney boards, people are excited for this. I'm not sure if it's worth it or not. I mean, after hours, you are still confined to a restaurant. So I'm not sure about that, but for $35, now you can stay in Epcot after hours for up to two hours. Now, moving from the theme parks, let's get into television, and how about Jesse to do a first? Yes, Jesse on the Disney Channel is about to feature Disney's first engagement. That's right, the title character of Jesse heads an unprecedented direction for the Disney Channel series Towards the Altar. Yes, in a four-part episode arc that will conclude this season this fall, the 22-year-old Jesse Prescott will dive into the whirlwind of romance and accepts her boyfriend's proposal of marriage. It's the first time a lead character on the children's TV channel has become engaged, said Adam Bonnet of the Disney Channel Executive Vice President of Original Programming. As they have put it, Jesse is an adult, and we felt we could tackle this in a way that still feels appropriate for our audience, Bonnet said. The Disney Channel focuses on children ages 6 to 11. With Jesse, we're also attracting ages 9 to 14 tween viewers as well, and the audience is up to 2.9 million viewers. Now, it ranks among the top five series for children and younger teenagers, according to the Nielsen Company figures. Now, Debbie Ryan stars as the young Texas woman who moved to New York to pursue acting and becomes the nanny for an affluent family with children adopted from India, Africa, and America. Now, the comedy, now in its third season, airs a mix of new and repeat episodes every Friday at 8 p.m. Well, the budding relationship between Jesse and her new love, 25-year-old Brooks, is handled very carefully, as the Disney executives have said. Now, Ryan, who will turn 21 on May 13th, far from time than not in real life, but this will be a great venture for the Disney Channel. So if you're a fan of Jesse, now you can see a Disney Channel first as one of their lead characters on their child programming is going to be engaged. Now, pushing right along in Disney news, how about some Disney interactive things and Little Orbit and Disney Interactive to team up to bring planes, fire and rescue, and Violetta to Nintendo video game platforms. That's right, Little Orbit announced this week that it's working with Disney Interactive to bring planes, fire and rescue based on Disney's highly anticipated feature film of the same name to North America, Europe, and Australia on Nintendo Wii, Nintendo 3DS, and the DS this fall. Now, teaming up with Disney Interactive to expand the world of planes, fire and rescue, this is something that we are waiting for. It is a great honor, said Matt Scott, CEO of Little Orbit. We know fans are going to love seeing their favorite characters come to life in these fun-filled adventures. Now, Planes, Fire, and Rescue will extend the storyline of the film, taking fun to the skies with action-packed firefighting, and players can embark on adventures with all their favorite characters from the movie. Now, the games are coming from collaboration and are going to be distributed from EMEA and Australian territories by leading video game publisher Bandai Namco in Europe as well. Now, if you want to find out more about these games as they are getting released this fall, you can go to BandaiNamcoGames.eu. Now, getting back to the small screen, let's talk about Descendants, and everybody's excited about Descendants. We mentioned last week about somebody who's going to play, uh, you know, an evil son on the show. Well, how about Sophia Carson joining Disney Channel's Descendants 
as the Evil Queen's daughter. That's right, the Disney Channel original movie Descendants is moving along very fast in the casting department, and they have now added newcomer Sophia Carson to the roster, reports The Wrap. Now, Carson has landed the starring role of Evie, the daughter of the Evil Queen from Snow White. Now, Descendants will follow the children of the Disney villains as they try to distinguish which side is truly good. Now, casting is still underway, but so far they have a variety of people attached to the project, including Dove Cameron as Maleficent's daughter, Boo Sturt as Jafar's son from Aladdin, Mitchell Hope as Ben, the son of Belle and Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Now, the Disney film is going to be directed by High School Musical's Kenny Ortega, and it has a lot of great cast behind it. I know everybody is excited for this, and this is just the latest in the casting direction. And Sophia Carson now has been cast as the Evil Queen's daughter, Evie, from Snow White. Now, moving away from Disney, in a sense, but how about the Disney umbrella of companies and Marvel? And Harley Davidson, which is true to me, being here based where Harleys are made, how about Harley Davidson and Marvel joining forces in a national search for real-life fans to star in a new digital franchise? That's right, Harley Davidson and Marvel Entertainment have teamed up once again to defend freedom and tame the explosive city streets and beyond with Captain America the Winter Soldier. Since the early days of Captain America, he has been associated with Harley Davidson, and the latest chapter of the film saga is no different as the superhero now revs up a brand new Harley Davidson Street 750. Now to unite fans of both brands, Harley Davidson is seeking candidates to join Captain America as Agent One and star in a brand new digital franchise which will introduce a new chapter of action, including a group of characters created by Marvel's custom division exclusively for Harley Davidson and feature the new Harley Davidson Street 750. Now the mini movie and digital comic will debut in Marvel and Harley Davidson online in social channels this summer. Now they are having a digital casting call. Now to enter the Harley Davidson Captain America Winter Soldier contest, you have to go through and answer a variety of different questions and skills. You have to go to h-d.com marvel and after completing the assessment, each candidate receives a badge and special promotion offer. Now legal residents of the United States who are at least 18 years old can enter all the way through April 30th. Now, one grand prize winner will not only land a role as playing Agent One, they will also rule the streets in the brand new custom Harley-Davidson Street 750 motorcycle. So definitely check this one out. If you are excited, you're a Harley-Davidson fan, let's just say I already went ahead and entered myself. I'm just saying, hopefully I can become Agent One. That would be awesome. Anyways, all of you D-heads, check it out. You can go to h-d.com slash marvel. You can also find this link in our latest news blogs on our website at dizradio.com. So, all of you D-heads, there is tons and tons of news here this week. My gosh, I just, there is a lot of news. So, I guess I'll wrap up this segment with one more thing. And how about since it is Easter and all the fun things going on with Easter, how about watching the all-new Pixar Easter Egg Challenge? See how many different gems you can find. Yes, if you enjoy Disney and Pixar films along with the Easter Bunny, you are now in for a great treat this holiday weekend with the all-new Disney Movies Anywhere app. There is an all-new section there where you can go and discover Pixar Easter Egg Hunt. Now, it is part of this hunt where you can go through and find a variety of different gems from the Pixar films, whether that was Buzz Lightyear hidden in a film or other little gems for Pixar. Definitely check this one out. It is fun. All you have to do is go to the Discover section of the Watch Disney Movies Anywhere app on your iPad or mobile device. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, there is all kinds of fun here this week as we are celebrating Easter and we're gearing up for Leanna Creel to be stopping in here very shortly. So, I am excited for this. It is definitely 
fun. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and vacation by Disney and make it the most magical and special that you're going to have. Definitely contact them and all the agents at PixieVacations.com. So all of you DEADs, with that said, I'm going to eat one of my favorite Easter candies right now, a Cadbury egg fresh from the fridge. And while I do that, I'm going to leave you with a little gem. It may not be Disney, but it is connected to our guest here this week. See if you can put the bullseye on this one and know exactly where it's from. Be right back, all of you D-heads. inherited a hotel uh, 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 in Hawaii. What? No way. <laughs> really? Aunt Sylvia's? I've told you all about it. It is the most beautiful place. It's all done in plantation style with these wide open porches and manicured lawns and it's right off the ocean with its own private beach. Jeffrey. Well, let's go now. Go. Now. <clears throat> well, we own it, right? So we don't have to pay for our rooms. And you could do that hula dance, the one you won all those trophies for. Yeah, listen, girls, 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 we'd all like to just jump on a plane and go now, but uh, 
to be. Uh... Actually, we are stopping in Hawaii on our way to Australia. Might as well forget it. The only way we're going to see that hotel is if we inherit it. Too bad, because I think Susan wanted to take us. I know she wanted to take us. I've seen what she's been reading these days, and it's a first-class ticket to paradise. Oh, I know. I should have said more. No, it's not you. You have been great. It's just, well, when I thought we could all go to Hawaii together, yeah. it felt really great, you know? A family type of a thing. Mm. You know, we've never really done that. Yeah. You know, it just depressed me, the way Dad just tossed it off. Anyways, yeah. I... I don't know how Megan and Jesse feel, but, well, do you kind of... Hi, this is Jerry Mathers, the beaver from Leave it to Beaver, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. It's Easter week, and Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny are out to play in the parks. They hopped into Magic Kingdom just a few days ago and will be available for meet and greets in the town square throughout Easter weekend. So if you're in the Magic Kingdom this week, hop on down and say hello. If you have a smart TV, you're in luck because Disney has just released a brand new app for Samsung TVs. The Disney Parks Smart TV app will give you easy access to parks, news, and planning information such as videos, behind-the-scenes content, first looks at new attractions, and more. The app is currently available for Samsung Smart TVs and will become available for LG Smart TVs and Blu-ray players soon. We're still waiting patiently for the opening of the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Every week, the Disney Parks blog has been releasing a sneak peek into New Fantasyland's newest attraction, and this week has brought us a CGI video of the entire ride itself. Now, I personally love a good Disney surprise, so I'm waiting to write it up close and in person. But if you're too excited to wait, the video is online waiting for your viewing pleasure. They've also released a few pictures of some of the characters we'll find inside the mine. I can't wait to see Dopey and the gang when it opens sometime next month. I'm also happy to announce that the moats surrounding Cinderella Castle have been refilled, so if you have a trip planned anytime soon, rest assured that the water is back. The changes they're making to the hub and surrounding areas are really going to improve traffic flow, and I have complete faith that once the work is done, we'll all be pleased with the beauty of the area. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. I see flags, I hear bells, there's a parade in town. I see crowds, I hear yells, there's a moan. I hear drums, I hear drums in the air, I hear bells, I hear bells, I hear bells, I Your host, Joan London and Regis Philbin. Special guests, Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer. Mickey and Minnie. 
Aladdin and Jasmine, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, and the whole Disney gang. Catch all the mouse fun with the TV premiere of the all-new Mickey Mania Parade. Go behind the scenes for the making of Disney's next animated feature, Pocahontas. Join Goofy and Max as they battle it out at Disney's newest water park, Blizzard Beach. Plus, all the color, fun, and fantasy of the happiest Easter parade ever. And now, a Disney On Demand memory. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here. It's that time of year already. It's Easter. This year is hopping by fast. Okay, I'm done. One of my favorite things about Easter is going to the Easter service at my church with my family. I love singing the hymns and hearing the story of Christ rising from the grave. I love the Easter Bunny as well, but praising God is even better. I hope you all have a wonderful Easter with your family and friends and enjoy the rest of your week. See ya! Zippity-dah, Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth. It's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Zippity-dah, zippity-yay. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Yes, sir. Zippity-dah, zippity-yay. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. Oh, plenty of sunshine in the way. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Zip-a-dee-doo-dah, zip-a-dee-ay. Wonderful feeling, feeling this way. Mr. Blue is on my shoulder. It is the truth. 
It's actual. Huh? Why is that bluebird? Mm -hmm. Everything is satisfactory. Wonderful feeling. Wonderful day. Cooper. And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that Sorry we ruined your ears. Don't say the E word, little buddy. What did you say? Um, uh, uh, Springity Cleaning Day. We're sorry we ruined your ears. <laughs> I distinctly heard him say ees. Now, what could he possibly have meant by that? Were you about to say Easter? <gasps> well, I have something to say about that. You can't have Easter! <laughs> well, <laughs> what I mean is, <clears throat> you can't have Easter without all this. Why, it wouldn't be Easter without your stripe of the egg, Tigger. <laughs> or your honeypot, Boo. <laughs> and I believe this is your lovely basket, Piglet. And Eeyore, here are your fluffy bunny ears. And I even made you a tail to match. <laughs> Getting attached to it already. And Roo, didn't think I'd forgotten you, did you? It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. With this baby, we'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you've been enjoying our Easter show so far. Thank you, the D-team, for stopping in, and Caitlin, with the latest of WDWN2, with the latest from the parks, Aaron, and many of the D-team, Paige, everybody who's going to be stopping in all show long with their Easter memories as well. So lots of fun things going on. So I hope you've been enjoying our Easter show, all of you D-heads, and were you able to put uh, the bullseye on that track? Yes, that is the actual full edition of the Save by the Bell theme. Yes, last time you heard me, I said it was something that wasn't necessarily Disney, but could you put your finger on it? It is the Save by the Bell theme song from the TV show where our special guest, Leanna Creel, starred as Tori Scott. And, you know, it is a version that many people don't hear. You know, a lot of TV shows have a full extended version that does get a CD release, or it's the demo version. That is the extended full edition of the Say by the Bell theme song. So hope you enjoyed that little treat here this week as uh, I guess I'll call it my little Easter egg here this week. So all of you D-heads, as we continue on, I'm going to just jump in with a little bit more news, hot off the D-wire and some more fun. Um, you know, before we gear up for Leanna Creel to be stopping in, we have the D-team as we have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, stopping in later and all kinds of fun. So jump into news right off the D-wire again once more, all of you D-heads. Let's talk about United Airlines sending Chicago-area straight-A students on a dream vacation to Walt Disney World. That's right, United Airlines and James Jordan Foundation are now sending four straight-A Chicago-area students and their families on a trip of a lifetime this Sunday morning as part of United Airlines' Family Dream Vacation Program. Yes, the hard-working students from Chicago's West Haven and Inglewood neighborhoods have earned an all-expense-paid trip to Disney World by meeting the rigorous requirements of the James R. Jordan Foundation's A-Team Scholar Program. 
program and maintaining straight A's in all four core subjects throughout the entire school year. As they've released, the determination and focus of these straight A students are remarkable. Through partnerships with organizations like James R. Jordan Foundation and others, working together, Mark Anderson said United Senior Vice President has announced that we know the importance of connecting people and dreams, and this is a way to reward them. So definitely, this is fantastic. You know, United Airlines sending them on a dream for a lifetime, and what better way than to reward education? It is very important in today's society to have that as a backing. You're not going to go anywhere unless you try. Now, continuing on, let's get to the small screen, and how about Girl Meets World has its official teaser for the Disney Channel debuting this week. That's right, we have been waiting for the revival of our beloved Cory and Topanga from Boy Meets World to be married and bring this beloved comedy back to television. We have reported about it here on the show many times over the last couple of months. Well, now we have our first look of the teaser trailer that has officially debuted on the Disney Channel. That's right, it doesn't get better than this, and it doesn't show us much, but it instantly makes us relive those fond memories of watching these two parents grow up and become parents like many of us. So now the Girl Meets World show is getting, it's getting tons of hype. I mean, seriously, this show is going to be big. Disney Channel is bringing back great family comedy, and now you can check out the official Girl Meets World official teaser trailer that has been released on the Disney Channel and find out just what Cory and Topanga have been up to. And finally, all of you D-heads, let's talk about Fathead. Yeah, I know, I had to pause for a minute just because these commercials sometimes crack me up. Have any of you D-heads ever caught the one where it has the little girl talking about princesses? And she goes, I love my fat head. Not the best sentence for a commercial. Anyways, Fathead Total Coverage now is offering a one-of-a-kind themed dream rooms for Disney fans. That's right, Fathead, the leading brand, has officially licensed sports entertainment things and Marvel. Now they have premium customization service that allows customers to transform any average space into a room of their dreams. The Total Coverage now is going to cover your child's entire room as princess themed we're talking head to toe not just a fat head that does get slapped onto the side total fat head coverage can turn any space into a full dream now the total packages are starting at three thousand dollars so it isn't cheap i hope you really love that princess and she's gonna love it forever but you can get a variety of different things from fathead as well from wwe marvel dc nfl and more but now for three thousand dollars fathead will now make your little princess's room as magical as it can be. Man, that is just uh, $3,000. I love my kids. I don't know if I'd want to drop three grand and some stickers on a wall. But anyways, all of you D-heads, with that said, before I let you go, I just want to say Happy Easter and share my own personal Easter memory with all of you D-heads. And one of those memories that I do now as a father of four kids is, you know, everybody talks about coloring eggs and doing lots of things on Easter. Well, here is something that we do as a tradition on our family, and after our Easter Sunday service, and we find our eggs, and we eat our candy, we always take a family trip to the zoo. Yes, sounds a little bit different, but it's getting out, it's getting out in the sun, it's walking around, and we just spend the day at the zoo. We walk around and have some fun, making memories, and checking out the animals, and usually the day will wrap up about 4 or 5 o'clock, and when we come home, the house is filled with the smells of ham, Polish, or I guess some of you call it kielbasa, you know, here where we grow up, <laughs> it's called Polish, but you know, kielbasa, and it's just always a lot of fun, so you know, for us, that's the way we spend our Easter, you know, we go to our services, and we spend the day walking around the zoo, it's always fun for the family, and my wife, and kids, and we truly do make a lot of memories, and we usually close out the evening with some Rankin and Bass classics, I know, I know, it's not Disney, that's gonna throw you off, it's not Disney, it's Rankin and Bass, but come on, 
everybody loves Rankin and Bass stop motion classics, and we usually wrap up the night with some Easter classic movies. We pop some popcorn, eat our Easter candy, and we'll watch The Easter Bunny is Coming to Town, which song opened up the show here this week. Also, here comes Peter Cottontail and the first Easter Rabbit. Some great Rankin and Bass classics, as well as it's the Easter Beagle Charlie Brown and the newer classic Hop. So, we always make it a movie night as well. Lots of fun. So, that's just the way we spend our Easter here in the Johnson household. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I am going to let you go. We have Leanna Creel waiting in the wings. She is here in the studios waiting to chat with all of you about Saved by the Bell, The Parent Trap 3, The Parent Trap Hawaiian Honeymoon, and more. We have Lexi, our DT member from Down Under, who's going to stop in with the Hollywood Walk and all kinds of fun. So, in keeping things universal, many of our Disney listeners out there are from other countries, and one of those is in Tokyo. And let's just say Tokyo Disneyland, they definitely know how to celebrate Easter. So I'm going to leave you with something that's half in English, half in Japanese, as we're going to enter in Easter Wonderland from Tokyo Disneyland. Be right back, all VD heads, and the next time you hear me, I'm going to be sitting here in the studios with Leanna Creel. Be right back.
当にまたしっかり送れちゃってどうすりゃいいの落ちても落ちってうさみさん慌てなくても大丈夫だってよパーティーは毎日やってるよそう毎日アンパースデーおめでとうアンパースデプロジェクターズ、and look at this week's Hollywood Walk! 
Hey D heads, it's getting so very close to Easter now and all those Easter eggs are in the shops just waiting for the Easter Bunny to bring them to us. <laughs> I know I can't wait. So Easter is a special family time. No matter how religious or not religious you are, you will have some kind of special family memory related to Easter. I do not get to spend too much time with my extended family. So getting to have a nice lunch with them each Easter is something that I'm very grateful for. We all sit around and have a nice big lunch and catch up. It really is a special time. So yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Also, there is never a shortage of chocolate. <laughs> so. On to learning a bit more about this week's special guest. We are very lucky to have Liana Creel here with us today. Now, it was in an episode of Growing Pains and in Disney's Parent Trap 3 and the Parent Trap 4 Hawaiian Honeymoon, as well as small roles in popular shows like Parker Lewis Can't Lose and the original Beverly Hills 90210, that we were first introduced to Liana. I remember learning about the Parent Trap story when researching for our special guest Haley Mills. Now that was a couple years ago. The story is definitely a fun one and something that Disney evidently enjoys with the four Parent Trap films and also the revamps with Lindsay Lohan. So it must be wonderful to be part of that special era of Disney history. Now. It was around this same time that this week's special guest starred in that much-loved American family comedy, Saved by the Bell. Leanna played Tori Scott in the show, and let me tell you, she was one very cool character indeed. But before all this, Leanna was actually born in LA, and how cool is this? She is an identical triplet. That's so rare! So after Saved by the Bell, Liana studied hard and earned a BA with honours in history in the 1990s. And then she also earned an MFA in film and television. Talk about diversity and passion for learning, definitely something that's very impressive and something to be admired for sure. Showing even more diversity, this week's special guest turn to producing films. In 1997, this week's special guest produced the film Mixed Signals, and this was followed by a whole list of production successes, including Queen for a Day, Dancer, Texas Pop 81, and Get Over It. <laughs> so this week's special guest has even written and directed short films. Now, one was about the 1914 Christmas truce called Offside, and I would definitely recommend checking this one out. The subject matter is just so fascinating. Also, the short film has won a range of exciting awards. These include the Milan International Film Festival Award for Best Short, as well as similar awards at the Montreal World Film Festival and the Sao Paulo International Film Festival. And Leanna's other short film, Promtroversy, took the top honours at the Planet Out Short Movie Awards. 
Liana is clearly a very talented short film producer. Also, this week's special guest has started her own production company and has worked at Anomaly Productions. And Liana is also a great wedding photographer. In her personal life, this week's special guest now has a son, who I am sure is keeping her very busy too. So thank you, Liana Creel. Disney would not be the same without you. Is that the big bad biker dude? Well, I swear, Zach, she was a guy outside. <laughs> Excuse me, but I think you've made a big mistake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you parked your bike in my parking space. Was your name on it? Oh, let me explain something. I'm Zach Morris. Should I be impressed? <laughs> well, most people are. I'm not. I don't uh, think she's moving, Zach. No way. Not that girl. I told you she was scary. When I wake up in the morning and the lawn gets out of warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all right, because I'm sleeping out of bed. If the teacher pops a test, I know I'm in a mess and my dog ate all my to Annette, there's perhaps no other actress so well-known to Disney fans as Haley Mills. From her first film, Pollyanna, to the Disney Channel film, Parent Trap 2, her career with Disney has spanned 29 years and includes eight feature films. Oh? Now following the resounding success of Parent Trap 2, Haley Mills has just completed shooting the third film in this popular series. Scheduled to premiere on NBC's The Magical World of Disney, this coming Sunday, Parent Trap 3 is a continuation of the Parent Trap story, this time centering around Susan, the California twin. She's an independent woman pursuing a career as an interior decorator and really enjoying it and is actually quite happy in this unmarried state. <laughs> Playing dual roles has both advantages and disadvantages, as Haley Mills learned during the production of Parent Trap 1. It was such fun, ramming the custard pies in my face. And then I'd have to play the other part and get a custard pie rammed in my face. <laughs> and I think, I wish I hadn't done that. Why did I do that? <laughs> and as one might imagine, playing against yourself presents certain technical difficulties for an actress as well. 
you shoot one side of the screen first, and then you change clothes, change hair, and then you shoot the other side. But a veteran like Haley Mills makes it look deceptively easy. I didn't do anything, really. So Disney Channel Haley Mills fans who have followed Susan and Sharon from their teenage years through parenthood will want to be sure to tune into the magical world of Disney this Sunday evening as it presents the world premiere of Parent Trap 3. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memory from your lifetime of Disney, we bring you all those people that have touched your lives, whether that be film, television, photographs, and more. And with us here this week is no stranger to you. You may remember great shows like Saved by the Bell, or how about the Hawaiian honeymoon, The Parent Trap, with Haley Mills as she was one of the triplets, as well as a photographer and more. We have none other than Leanna Creel with us. Welcome to Disney On demand great thanks happy to be here oh it is our pleasure having you on you know it took it took some work took some planning but we made it happen and you know your name has popped up a variety of different times with many of our listeners because you uh you pretty much uh, grew up with a lot of us you know at this age i guess you know being around pretty much complimentary in the same age but i guess being uh you know one of three triplets i guess that's how you got started into acting and all that kind of fun stuff i guess what led you down that role of, uh, you know, being an actress kick-started your career. Yeah, I think basically it all led, leads back to Disney. Um, pretty much we had a friend that got us, um, that talked to his agent and said, oh, you've got to come meet my agent, and they signed us, and one of the first couple meetings we took was with Disney, and they um, put us in a contract and paid for acting classes and developed the Disney, um, the Parent Trap 3 and the Parent Trap Hawaiian Honeymoon. So... I literally can always think. In fact, when I graduated from film school, I sent a letter to Michael Eisner and just said thank you because he, you know, because of that experience and because of the money that I made during that, I was able to go to college and go to film school at UCLA. And and I was just uh, really grateful because it did kind of begin with Disney. So very fond memories. Well, you know, definitely, you know, and being able to be part of, uh, you know, the Parent Trap franchise, you know, we've had Haley Mills guest star on this show as well and, and all that kind of fun stuff. I guess looking back at that and, you know, being part of that Parent Trap franchise, uh, you know, uh, is it one of those things where you look back and it, it is just a fond memory? And do you ever get noticed for those films? Because they are kind of lost, true, uh, wonderful world of Disney gems. You know what? It's very strange. People sometimes track us down and they, you know, online and somebody was trying to, I don't know, like have breakfast with us, whatever people. So we have these, some fans out there that are pretty devoted still, which is very sweet and touching. But I don't know. I think maybe most people have forgotten those. Um, Saved by the Bell, though, is something that people will never forget, it seems like. I was ready to say, you know, Saved by the Bell is one of those things that, uh, you know, it, it's on forever. I mean, it is in reruns, and people associate with it, and they love it. Now, how did that role come about as to, you know, jumping on board here and, you know, the uh, infamous leather jacket wearing, uh, you know, uh, added on to the cast? Bad girl. You know what? It's It was one of those things where I read for the show uh, sometime before, months before, years before, and the casting director said, you know, you're not right for this, but we'll keep you in mind. And I left, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, heard that a million times. And sure enough, I got a call, and, and there were five five of us that kind of got called in right to producers and for a role that I was right for, apparently. And so it was pretty quick. It happened pretty quickly. And if you had told me way back then that when I was the age that I am now, people would be would still even know what the show is. That's the hard part, that people 
had no idea it was going to be on and people still care or even remember all these years later. That was kind of funny. I guess you can't tell a, a cultural phenomenon at the time. Well, right. You know, and I think it's something to be said with, you know, people that are in that age bracket and that time, you know, with uh, growing up at that time and then now with the boom of social media and the Internet and all that kind of fun stuff. I think it it. it you know, keeps things alive a little bit more than, you know, shows that our parents grew up with just because it is now more accessible. And, you know, uh, I guess it touches base with them a little bit more. Now, uh, you know, getting involved with that show, you know, one of the things that I, I, you know, I might be wrong, but was it, I guess, how hard was it and how easy was it, you know, vice versa, is to getting involved with such an established cast, you know, because you came on later in the seasons when the show was, you know, just really peaking. Yeah, it was. Yeah, again, it just it wasn't it wasn't the level that it is today for sure. You know, it was um, it was still cutting edge. People maybe don't remember, but it was the first live action Saturday morning show. So it was the first of you know when they it was still kind of cutting edge, and you know people weren't quite sure. I mean, maybe yeah, I guess it was successful, but it it wasn't near what it was today. But you know, I knew a couple of the cast. In fact, I knew Elizabeth Berkeley from acting class, believe it or not, and I think I'd met um, Mario and. Before, so I kind of knew some of the the cast from from before, but it was a little strange to suddenly show up and like two cast members are gone and I'm suddenly replacing them as the sometimes on again off again boyfriend girlfriend for several different cast members. You know, it was a little random <laughs> and uh, people it was some confusion. I remember getting some fan mail that was like, "Dear Jesse slash Tori?" question mark. So it definitely was some confusion. And Samuel, like, I don't get it. Why weren't you in the graduation episode and stuff like that? But I think um, the producers just had a good thing running, and they're like, let's make ten more shows, and let's do another season. And so, you know, but uh, Tiffany and, and Elizabeth are ready to move on. So, anyway. Well, you know, I mean, and that's the kind of thing that where you, you did fit in. And, you know, that's going to lead us to, you know, our listeners out there. You know, we, we mentioned that we were going to be speaking with you. And they, they had a question that I never really thought of. Was there only one leather jacket or was there a whole wardrobe of leather jackets? Because you always had one on. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I do remember... I brought. I had my own like green distress motorcycle jacket that I really wanted to wear, and I remember I thought it looked so much cooler and so much more interesting, and I, it was very badass. And I remember the producers wouldn't let me wear it; they wanted me to wear the other black leather jacket, which was like two sizes too big. So um, I feel like I was always kind of swallowed up in it. I only remember one jacket. There may have been more than one, but. I, I only remember one, but, you know, on, on shows, there always is a backup just in case. So I'm sure there was two somewhere. But I remember I, it was, like, giant on me. It was, like, I remember, like, huge pushing up the sleeves and stuff. But anyway, they wanted the black leather jacket. That was the image. They didn't, they didn't like my green distressed motorcycle jacket idea at all. Well, you were, sp- you were supposed to be the, you know, the badass Tory. So I guess that had to live up to it, right? Now, uh, you know, w- aside from Saved by the Bell and, you know, the parent trap, you know, you made your rounds all over television and stuff. You know, you were on, you know, Beverly Hills 90210, Growing Pains. I mean, so many different things. Now, looking back at all these, you know, little nuggets, I mean, these are all, many of them are shows that have gone down in history. Now, do you ever look back fondly at any one set that you were a part of, even if it was just one episode that just really still sits well with you, whether that was on screen or even off screen with the cast? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
Yeah, I always joke that we did the, you know, the triplet side gag on all the, like, sitcoms in that, of that era. <laughs> so it's always basically variations on the bump bump triplet twin joke. Um, I mean, my favorite one was probably my sister Monica and I did an episode of Growing Pains with, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the actress that we did it with. But, um, she, but that was our first TV show, and so we were so excited, and, and I remember, like, we just didn't know anything about anything. And I remember the director was sitting, like, in a control booth somewhere else and was, like, giving direction over the, the microphone. And I remember going, looking around going, where's the, where's this coming from? What do you mean? Where's my line? Where do I stand? You know, everything was totally, uh, was new and exciting. Um, Heather Graham. We did it with Heather Graham. The two of, the three of us were these, like, cheerleaders. But I think because it was the first one, um, the first show, it, it definitely will always hold that place in my heart. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where, you know, it is something that's going to hold that place in your heart. Now, you know, like you said, you know, acting has helped you pursue many things, you know, college and whatnot. Now, you know, that to me, you know, I'm a father of four. So to, I look at it as that's a great thing to hear that, you know, you wanted to use that to go to college and pursue a career that way. I guess, uh, you know, how did that uh, pave the way for you for the future? Well, it's a good question. I, um, you know, it's, it gave me a chance to just see how this business worked. I mean, since the time I was like, I think like in third grade, fourth grade, I knew I wanted to like be in the movie business or you knew I wanted to be a photographer or a filmmaker and I was um, fascinated with cameras and I remember checking out some library that was like one book on filmmaking and this was, you know, back in the day where you, it, it wasn't as accessible. I didn't know anybody in the business. I didn't know anybody. So the great thing about acting is it allowed me to get on all those sets and kind of learn the lingo and learn how, how the business operated and learn the players and stuff, and and so when I got to film school, I felt like I had a little bit of real-world working knowledge. It was at an actress, and I didn't see myself pursuing that in the future, but it was still a chance to be in the game and um, earning my living doing that and eternally grateful for that time, and, and it was a very fun job. You know, I I have always wanted to be behind the camera, so, you know, ultimately that's where I was drawn, but um, it's, you know, acting. It's like people, every time, I'm like, people are paying me to do this? Are you kidding me? Like, it's so fun. You get your hair and makeup done, and it's like everybody's being really nice to you. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a killer job. No no question about that. So it was it was a really fun time in my life. I'm very grateful for it. Well, you know, and moving forward, you know, like you said, you know, people recognize you from a variety of different things, say by the bell and whatnot. But, you know, moving forward and, you know, what you do, you know, you're a photographer. So now you're actually, you know, capturing other people's memories that they're going to be showing, you know, their children and relatives for years to come, you know, helping them remember, remember a moment in time. Um, I guess, why don't you let us, uh, let us, all our listeners in as to, you know, how did that come about? And, you know, what is the name of your studio and what you actually do now? Yeah, well, I was, um, yeah, I've, I feel like I've had a couple of different careers since <laughs> I was an actress first. And I went, I went to film school and I, be, I became an independent film producer for a number of years. And then I, then I finally, after all those years, moved behind the camera as a, a photographer and a director. Um, and, and I still kind of produce as well. So I feel like I've had several different <laughs> careers. Um, but today, um, I'm, I have a company called Creel Studio and we produce all sorts of content for, um, business clients uh it could be um like a cancer like i just we just did a video for, for a cancer charity and a, um and i'm working on a new like a premium wine brand and working on their branding and so it's a lot of lifestyle food photography travel um portraiture uh that kind of thing and sometimes it's just photography sometimes it's just digital 
Sometimes it's both, um, and it's never the same thing twice. Like people are like, you can do a lot of traveling this year, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe. You know, last year I did. So it's 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 definitely a fun, and in that sense, like I don't you know exactly know what I'm going to be doing six months from now in terms of what job. Um, so I like that. That keeps it fun and exciting, and and it is you know I do I think there's something about working with my hands that I really like. I like making something like whether it's a photograph or a video that's something that I created or helped create no one does it truly on their own um it does feel like uh you know meaningful and like I'm leaving something behind and so yeah I, I think that appeals to me for sure well, you know, and I think that's something to be said, too, you know, because, you know, yes, it is great, you know, acting and whatnot. But like you said, doing something with your hands, actually creating something and doing something, whether that is, you know, using a digital palette or, you know, a camera or whatnot. And when you're creating all these things, um, is that also, I guess, the kind of thing where you look back at the portfolio? And of course, um, do you learn from some of those where, uh, you know, there's different angles, different ways, different editing techniques that you're constantly learning? Uh, every time I finish something, I like it for like five minutes, and then I started thinking, "Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that next time." So yeah, no, it's definitely true. And in this business, there's always a new camera to try out, or a new technique, or a new gizmo, um, and that does keep it exciting and fun. Um, ultimately, storytelling is storytelling. You know, it's beginning, middle, and end. And Definitely. You know, and looking back at all the different things you've done and all the, all, I guess, your entire career, have you ever had a chance to bump into any of the same people from your past and, you know, reminisce about a lot of different things? Or have you done any of their photography work or videos? You know, that's interesting. You know, I ran into, I've ran to Mario a couple of times kind of recently, and I posted a picture on my Facebook and people got a real kick out of that. Um, that's kind of funny. We, I literally hadn't seen him in so many years. Um, you know, there was a, a, a woman that was like an extra on, on Saved by the Bell, and she recently called me, and we got together, and I ended up shooting her catalog. She's a, a, a dress designer today. So that was kind of fun, and we, we, had, a, we had a giggle about the good old days. Um, but, um, but, yeah, you know, I don't really, you know, run into him all that much, to tell you the truth. Except for Mario. You know, he's at the Grove a lot recording his show. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, You know, aside from, you know, the uh, studios and doing the photography work and things like that, now you also have currently worked on a documentary. Is that correct? Yeah, I, um, I make documentaries. So I've just finished a project I've been working on for six years, going on seven years. Um, it's, a, it's an immigration story. It follows a mother and a daughter that are threatened to be separated by deportation and our very broken immigration system. And so... Um, we're just finishing that up and, and trying to figure out how we can get it out. You know, it's a very critical time in our country's history, perhaps the first time in a generation, you know, we have a chance to uh, affect some change in this area. And so I'm really hoping that this film can be part of that conversation and can, you know, can help keep the conversation going um, about this, what I think is a really, really critical. It's affecting millions and millions of Americans and aspiring Americans that live in our country. and. I, it's just one of those, I grew up in Southern California, so immigration issues have been a part of my life, my whole entire life growing up with it. Um, you know, so it's, it's something that I'm very passionate about and would love to see, um, see some reform happen soon, sooner rather than later. So I hope that this film will, in, you know, in some ways help people discuss and talk about it. I mostly just don't want people to stop talking about it and let it slip off the agenda. That would be the disaster. 
Definitely. Now, they're going to be able to find this probably all over the web or other places. And, you know, we'll get into ways that they can connect up with you very shortly here. But I guess, you know, looking back, you know, everything, no matter whose life you touched, you know, whether that was Wonderful World of Disney, television shows, Say by the Bell, you know, photography, videos, this documentary. Um, is there anything you'd like to leave out there as, you know, words to all of your fans? <laughs> Uh, that's a good, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess I'm just I'm grateful that that you know to be in where I possibly could have inspired or encouraged somebody. You know, I did get that. Sometimes I've gotten nice, sweet letters from people and saying that I the work I did has affected them, and that is that is really meaningful. That's as meaningful as it gets. That's that's why I think artists want to leave do this kind of work. We want to have an impact. So it is it's very touching, and so I guess just a big thank you to people that remember who I am. <laughs> well, well, I guess with that said, and, uh, you know, all the different ways that they can stay connected with you, I'm sure they can find you all over the web, um, you know, anywhere else, but where else could they find you if they are looking for you? Uh, you know, if they're sitting at their desk right now or listening in their headphones and grabbing their smartphone, uh, you know, how can they find you all over the, the web? Yeah, I'm not um, super accessible except for um, my studio, creelstudio.com. It's singular, not plural, Creel Studio. Um, I feel like people could track me down that way. They could get a message to me that way if they wanted to or find out what the latest that, that we're working on um, would probably be be up there uh, at Creel Stand Up. But I don't know. These days, these lipper snappers, they can track down anybody. So I'm sure I really <laughs> want to. You, you found me. So I guess it can be done. <laughs> so, But I'm not as out there, I know, as, as a lot of people have been. People are like, what happened to you? Where'd you go? So. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop on and chat with us, you know, and, you know, all the different things. Like you said, you know, you have affected many people's lives. You know, people do, you know, they remember the show and, uh, you know, everything like you're doing now. And everybody can check out creelstudio.com and we'll keep everybody posted too through our website. And I want to thank you once again for stopping in and taking that time out of your busy schedule to chat with us. Great. It was it was great talking to you and having a little reminiscent, little, little time to reminisce about this. So thank you very much. People and customs are such a drag. They have rules for everything. They have rules for rules. I want you to meet my family. Dad, this is Hawk. I met him in Paris. Pleased to meet you, Hawk. What's up? And my sisters, Megan and Jesse. Hi. What's that? Tri-babe phenomenon. Tri-babe? No, Hawk. We prefer to call them triplets. Lisa, kind of a hurry. Oh, Dad's having this dinner party in honor of our return. Oh, great. Uh, no, it's a pleasure meeting you, Hawk. And I'm sure that you're anxious to get home. No. No. Well, family must be, huh? Back in Idaho. 
Ah, well, I'm sure that uh, whoever you came to Los Angeles to see. She's right here. Kitty. Can I come to the Please. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's Jason again. Welcome back down here into the vault. I'm glad you've taken the time to step into the vault once again as we delve deeper into Disney's mysterious films and legends. I'm very fortunate to have a returning type of theme coming back to the vault. We've had our dear friend Haley Mills join us once before, and her films are quite enjoyable. And we know each and every one of them, but sometimes we forget those lost classics. The continuations, shall we say, and that being the sequels we have today. So, in honor of Leanna Creel joining us this week, I'm very fortunate to bring us a sequel, or a threequel, so to speak, of the Haley Mills classic, The Parent Trap. That's right, we're going to delve into The Parent Trap 3. This fine Disney Channel original film was debuted on April 9th, 1989. It follows up from The Parent Trap 2, in which in 2 we followed the life of Sharon. This time, we're going to delve into the life of Susan, who has become an interior decorator. The story not just revolves around her, but revolves around a set of triplets, Lisa, Jesse, and Megan Wyatt, and their father, Jeffrey. The girls have returned back from summer camp, only to discover that Daddy has been engaged to Cassie McGuire. Is that Lizzie's mother? Well, that's to be determined on your own. But Cassie McGuire, played by Patricia Richardson. We know her as the mom on Home Improvement. See how Disney Synergy always works together? The main story revolves around Lisa, our new D-head here, Leanna, who's been dating David, but really wants to date the bad boy Hawk. So in typical Parent Trap fashion, we now have to use the triplets to t attempt to hook everybody up, and of course comedy ensues, with a cost. Her original boyfriend, David, is crushed when he finds out of her plans. Dad, played by the ever-wonderful Barry Bostwick, finds out as well, and grounds the girls for the evil and malicious things that they've decided to do. Lisa, not taking this lightly, unleashes a world of anger. And not only does she divulge that she truly loves Hawk, but she lets everyone know that she and the girls truly dislike Cassie. Well, not just because she's a snob, it's just basically because, well, you're stealing our father. Cassie, who's been using Susan to change the look of the house against David's will, has now joined up in the rescue efforts to find Lisa. During their attempts in finding Lisa, Jeffrey and Susan's relationship begins to change, and the girls see that, and the girls really like Susan. Lisa is later found after a ton of turmoil. Trying to find a safe haven, the girls go to Susan's house. At Susan's, we discover Sharon is with them, and who happens to be Sharon but Susan's twin. Now we have a set of triplets and a set of twins who now see that parent trap fun can begin. The girls begin to talk to Sharon about how much they dislike Cassie and would rather see Jeffrey with Susan. Sharon, no stranger to this kind of trap, decides to help the girls out. 
The plan entails locking Jeffrey away during the wedding, only for him to miss it. Secrets are revealed between Susan and Jeffrey, and a kiss is almost revealed. And in true Disney fashion, true love prevails. Cassie gets what she wants, Jeffrey gets what he wants, and the girls finally get a happy resolution. Unfortunately, as most Disney Channel movies, they have not been released readily on Blu-ray or DVD. You can find a few hidden gems here and there, and mostly, unfortunately, to watch this one, I had to go back into my VHS days to be able to watch it. Would you be able to watch it? Sure, you can probably find a streaming source somehow or some way. I believe YouTube actually has the full video online. But if you get a chance, you have to continue the story of Susan and Sharon and the lovely ideas that go on. There will be another movie, The Parent Trap 4, Hawaiian Honeymoon, that continues and kind of concludes this entire saga. So again, if you're looking for a little more Parent Trap fun, it's out there. Just be diligent. Well, I will file this under Disney Channel Originals and take our journey next week as we delve deeper here within the vault. So until next time, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. The splendor at Walt Disney World, Disney's Polynesian Resort. 
And with that, we say aloha and happy Easter. That kind of puts you in the mood, doesn't it, for a luau? Luau, hula dances, I love all that stuff. You know, the way they talk they with talk their hands. Yeah. yeah. Cut, stretch, and get <laughs> off the set. I think I've seen that dance <laughs> before. Have. But wait, wait, I'm getting a JD alert from Brian, and it's coming, I think, from somewhere around the castle. The castle? Yeah. The castle? Look it up here. Look at it, JD. He took that family all the way up in the I castle. Okay, so as usual, JD has weaseled the best seat in the house, but I'm happy to be here down to earth with all my friends here. How you doing? Yeah! Is this like the best Easter or what? Yeah! Hey, what's your name, sweetie? Jennifer. Jennifer, where are you from? Florida. Are you having the best time? Yeah. What's your favorite ride? Fresh Mountain. Oh, that's so very cool. What's your name, sweetie? Michael. Michael, and what's your favorite ride? Flash Mountain. Oh, okay, it's a big Flash Mountain. What about the Tower of Terror, you guys? How cool is that? Yeah. Hey. So, sweetie, why what, honey? I like the doo-doo's going fast. He likes the doo-doo's going fast. That's right, absolutely. Can I have a kiss, sweetie? Oh, thanks. Happy Easter, you guys. Happy Easter, everybody. Hello, this is Haley Mills, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Alright all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again and thank you for enjoying our Easter episode here and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Leanna Creel for taking time out of her busy schedule and stopping in with all of you D-heads. If you get a chance, definitely track down a variety of different things that she's done from those great, wonderful World of Disney gems with The Parent Trap 3, The Parent Trap 4, Hawaiian Honeymoon, and who can forget Saved by the Bell, which you can get on Netflix streaming. So all you have to do is go there, check out the last season of Saved by the Bell, and you can see the infamous Tori Scott, played by Leanna Creel. So thank you, Leanna, once again for stopping in, and I'm sure we're going to see a variety of your films, photography, and more all over the web. I definitely want to extend that thank you once again for stopping in and sharing all those memories with all the D-heads out there. In addition, I want to thank the D-team. Yes, thank you to the entire D-team of Lexi, Caitlin, and Jason for stopping in here this week, as well as Aaron and Paige and all the D-team for sharing their Easter memories, their signature segments, and more. I truly hope that you guys have a wonderful Easter, no matter how you spend it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. I hope you take that time this weekend and make those memories. And thank all of you D-Team for stopping in here this week and sharing that with all the D-Heads. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team right there on our website at DizRadio.com. And finally, I always want to extend that thank you to all of you, the D-Heads. You make the show possible. We do the show for you. You are the reason we come back every single week and share that lifetime of Disney with all of you. So thank you for tuning in and making the show what it is. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have all kinds of fun as we're gearing up for show number 72 next week here at the show. But before I do that, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And remember, first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, all the latest news blogs, and more. And once again, that's at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. And remember, you can always connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Instant Messenger, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, B-L-U. And remember, you can always get the latest shows and more right there in the palm of your hand with Stitcher Radio or iTunes. 
Just search us there and subscribe, and you can get the latest shows ready to go as soon as they come out. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, as I am gearing up to go search for these Easter eggs and have Easter fun with my family this weekend, I'm going to let you in as to who's going to be stopping in for show number 72 next week. It is somebody that if you've gone to the Walt Disney World Resort, it is somebody that is no stranger to any of you. You may remember his voice from the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. You may recall that narration from the land at Epcot. Or you may notice that new exit music. To Space Mountain. Well, we have none other than voice actor, music composer, and more, Mike Brussell stopping in here at the show. That's right, Mike Brussell is an avid music composer, scored a variety of different things, including the exit music to Space Mountain. You may recognize his voice, like I said, from the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, as well as the long gone, the land at Epcot. So Mike's going to be stopping in and sharing a variety of different things about voicing these iconic attractions at the Walt Disney World Resort, as well as his many nuggets of character that he's done for the Walt Disney Company and more. So stay tuned, all of you D-heads, because for show number 72, we have Mike Purcell stopping in here at the show. So with all of my rambling, I've kind of been all over the board here this week. I got, you know, spring break on the mind. So before I go, I just want to say I hope you all have a wonderful Easter. No matter how you spend it with your family, your loved ones, your friends, or just thinking back to those days gone by of growing up and celebrating with your family, I hope you have a wonderful, blessed Easter, all of you D-heads. So with that, I'm going to close as I always do. Take that moment, take that time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. So until next week, all of you D-heads, I will catch you online. Oh, oh look, 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 look out. Well, here, here, here I come. Ready or not. <laughs> Ta-da! I am Seymour S. Sassafras and Company. This is the Seymour S. Sassafras, and this is the company. <laughs> I am a peddler by trade, by trade and by golly, by golly, by golly. I deal in magic and moonbeams and pretty, pretty colors. Oh, yes, I can sell you the most perfect pink, or the most blissful blue, or a simply euphoric yellow. <laughs> that, of course, is why I'm here in April Valley, delivering all these colors to Peter Cottontail, so he can paint his Easter eggs, you know. What? You say you've never been to April Valley before? Well, that's okay. I'll show you around. This way, please. Now, you see? April Valley's where all the Easter bunnies live and work. Oh, yes. Ah, April Valley's finest candy carvings. Meet Milk Chocolate Angelo and Leonardo the Bittersweet. <laughs> and over there is the famous Easter Bunny Bonnet Foundry. Now, of course, it's all very nice here. Thanks to Peter Cottontail. Hmm? You never heard of Peter Cottontail? Great chattering chick chicks! They've never heard of Peter Cottontail! They've never heard of Peter Cottontail? Why, he's the number one chief Easter bunny around here. See? He, you... You mean you never heard how he almost lost the job? Oh, my. You actually mean you never heard how a terrible, wicked, nasty rabbit 
named Iron Tail, almost became the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Montresor! Montresor! Away! Away! Here, if you peek into this magic egg, you'll see the whole story just as it happened. Peter was just a young whippersnapper. Sort of a junior Easter buddy. Here comes Peter Cottontail. Hopping down the bunny trail, hippity hopping, Easter's on its way. Bringing every girl and boy baskets full of Easter joy, things to make your Easter bright and gay. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.